Yo, yo, check this out. This out. Previously heard. Previously heard. Good Hope FM. Let's go. It's time for something we do every single Wednesday. Yes, Wellness Wednesday up next. This is Wellness Wednesday on The Morning Show. And today we are chatting about something that is very, very important. It's understanding the autism spectrum. Now, uh, for those of you who have watched The Good Doctor, you may be intrigued about autism spectrum disorder and what it's all about. Here to tell us more is Corin Archer, who is an educational psychologist at Bella Vista Share. Corin, welcome to Good Up FM. Hi, Leanne. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It is so good to be chatting to you today. I'm so happy that we're talking about um, autism, the autism spectrum today, because I think it's probably one of the most, uh, there's so many taboos around it. People don't really understand what autism is and how it should be approached. And then you have shows like The Good Doctor that blows your mind and it makes you ask yourself, wow, how much do I actually know about Mm -hmm. autism spectrum disorder and what it's all about? Let's Mm -hmm. begin there. What exactly? is autism spectrum disorder? Yes, uh, sure. We could talk on this topic for hours, but um, really, in a nutshell, it's a, it's a lifelong neurodevelopmental condition, and it really affects how a person communicates with and relates to other people in the world around them. Yeah. And um, the thing about autism is that it, it occurs on a continuum. So mm. As the saying goes, if you've met one person with autism, you've met mm. one person with autism sure. because it's so unique to that mm. person. So we can't box it. We can't, you know, um, say this is exactly how it unfolds. But but over the years, there's so much more research coming out. Um, I think the, in, two, in 2000, there was a big study done where the prevalence rates were considered one in 150 people that are diagnosed with autism. But now you're looking at one in 50. And that's not because there are more people with autism. It's because there's finally this awareness Mm. about what autism is and and how to identify and diagnose it. Um, So very much, you know, you're looking at um, the death in five, really, but it's looking at how um, the the people, um, they really play out in in social, um, in, in social, in the world around them and very much, they have persistent deficits in that social communication and social interaction, but it has to be across multiple contexts. But also you find a lot of people with autism um, that they have this restricted, repetitive behaviors um, and interests and activities. But the important thing is that they must be present from early, early early on. Um, And a lot of people kind of refer to your high-functioning autism and those with needing a lot of support, um, or people now, for, fortunately, in the DSM-5, they refer to it as kind of your level three, level two, and level one. Mm. Level three being those requiring substantial support. Yeah. Um, those that often are nonverbal, but then you also get up to level one where those requ- requiring support are high-functioning. Okay. And those are the ones that often go undiagnosed till later in life. Um, because they're high-functioning, they, they learn to sort of adapt in the world. Mm. But people sort of can, as you say, it was once taboo, um, yeah. often referred as, you know, the, those that are kind of, there's something weird or, or defective yeah. or, yeah. or oddness to it. But um, fortunately, with all the research that comes out, people have got lots, a lot more understanding about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and with that, you know, you've got your comorbidities that, that exist. So the emotional maturity of children on the spectrum often is like three years behind that of their peers. Mm. 
Um, they often have that limited vocab to describe emotions. Um, and it's very interesting. It's a very high association with um, ASD and the development of a secondary mood disorder. So you'll find a lot of adults and children um, experience depression. It's almost yeah. one in three. Mm. One in three adults and children that are on the spectrum experience depression, anxiety disorder, um, anger management, and have a huge difficulty in communication yeah. of that love and, and affection. Um, and a lot of the, the research speaks to what we call that hidden disability. That's how people process information. And one of the things you find is uh, people on the spectrum um, often have that lack of theory of mind. And if, when we talk about theory of mind, we, it's talking about mentalizing. So putting yourselves in other people's shoes. Yeah. Um, and that is very difficult for those on the spectrum. It's that intu- intuition, that understanding mm. of other people's mental states, their desires, their feelings, their beliefs. Um, and this is really difficult because um, they make very literal interpretations of what is said. So just like I've said, um, you know, put yourselves in other people's shoes, mm. often people on the spectrum will take that literally and not understand what is actually meant by that. Um, it could be they misunderstand that sarcasm, mm. often very gullible, um, remarkable honesty. And that's, that's one of the beautiful things about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful because you know exactly where you stand there with someone go. with autism. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. you're, you're, you know, it's terrible. And this is what I'm often left with hanging is that people, sure. the, the typical brain and the typical, typical, we talk neurotypical, we learn to tell white lies to please and compliment other people. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody on the spectrum cannot understand that and, sure. and often will say, but but who's living in reality here? Mm, you know, is, mm. it, is it you or me? I'm the one who's, who's seen the honesty and the truth yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, that's a, it's a beautiful thing. And they take a lot longer to process that social information, yeah. which can leave a lot of people, those that are on the spectrum, that physical and that emotional exhaustion mm. from socializing. For, um, yeah, for, for those parents who have, yes. have noticed early signs yes, of ASD, yes. uh, what are some of those early signs? So the early signs you often hear, so the very early signs, if it's severe autism, it's the nonverbal, that language development, the delay there. Um, and, you, I mean, if you're looking, if you talk to your neurodevelopmental peds, they'll often ask you at that one-year checkup, is your child pointing? Um, and it's that joining with other people within their social circle, their social world. Um, children on the autism spectrum will have severe difficulties in that. And those are your very early signs. Then as, as they, they develop and grow, it's that social interaction and friendships, which are often very difficult early on. Wanting to control things, uh, play on their own, play their way. Um, and, and, yeah, very much it, it kind of... Um, that, that's where you see the difference. And, and when they're going to school, mm. it's, it's very difficult because it's learning those kind of social nuances and social norms that are expected of them. Yeah. Um, and often, but what has what come out in the UDSM-5, which is just incredible, which is to me is like a breakthrough, is they talk about sensory sensitivities. So a lot of children early on will show very, very um, just huge difficulties with sensory regulation. And um, and this can be tactile, it can be visual, it can be auditory, so loud sounds, um, um, 
as well as your, um, um, so I did say auditory tactile, your, all your senses that are heightened. Yeah. So a lot of children are, are diagnosed with a so, um, sensory processing disorder by the OTs, um, occupational therapists. So they'll be diagnosed early on with that. Um, and that now has been added to the DSM to say, actually, this is serious. And a lot of adults will say that that having to regulate the sensory world is often more hampering for them mm. than actually your that social confusion, and that and it lives with you for life. Karen, where, where can yeah. parents go for support um, when it comes to having noticed these early signs in their own children, um, mm-hmm. you know, having taken them for, now needing to take them for diagnosis? Where can they go? So, especially when they're young and even kind of, you know, young and teen, sort of your neurodevelopmental pediatricians are really the people that you want to, to go to. So your pediatrician who's kind of specialises in the neurodevelopmental angle. Um, because there's so much more research out there, generally any pediatrician will be able to assist. Um, but then from there, you, you know, ongoing, it's those support groups that your parents need to find. There are, there are parent support groups out there. They can contact us at Bella Vista Share um, in order to, to sort of direct you further in terms of that. Um, uh, we've actually got a, a webinar tomorrow with Dr. Tony Atwood Smith, and and he really, Dr. Tony Atwood, sorry, and he is absolute pioneer in the field of autism, and specifically autism in girls, because the diagnosis rate from girls to boys, yeah, there's four boys with autism for every one girl that's sure. diagnosed, and it's not because it's more prevalent; it's just because our understanding is based on the boy profile. Girls are so good at camouflaging mm. and mimicking. So a girl on the spectrum will be diagnosed with um, often with kind of your your other other difficulties like um, ADHD, selective mutism, depression, bipolar disorder, gender dysphoria, obsessive compulsive disorder, and anorexia. Wow! You're looking at like that adolescent girl. Honestly, they they are the, the most difficult to diagnose because they're so good at masking sure. and they're so good at looking fine when actually they're not fine. I in feel I feel like this is uh, another topic because <laughs> just even touching on on that is just blowing my mind, and I yeah, feel no, like it's it something that uh, I would love to chat about further as well. Um, yeah. I've already asked Lucia to make a note on that topic specifically yes. because I would, I would love to touch I would on love that to one. Talk more on that. It's yeah. very close to my heart. There. But yes. thank you so much, Carl. And I think this is such a broad, broad, broad topic and one yes. that we need to delve into even more so that people can understand uh, the autism spectrum. But we do appreciate your time and I guarantee you, you will be back very, very soon. I love to hear that. Thank you, Leah. Lovely chatting. There we go. Karen Archer, who's an educational psychologist at Bella Vista Share. This morning we were talking about understanding the autism spectrum. I've learned so much and I know you have as well. And I definitely think this is something we need to empower ourselves with when it comes to just understanding what autism is really about. It's all you need.